my goodness. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something. Okay. When you meet someone new, what's the first thing you notice about them? Oh, good question. Um, I, I do appreciate someone who, I should say, good conversationalist, and that's like body language and um, as well as the way they speak, right? And that's probably just a function of the things I like to work on myself. You know, I, I would like to be a good conversationalist with strangers or new people. And so maybe that's why I focus on that. Okay, you went um, way too deep. I'm talking when you meet someone, like you come across someone in a room. Physically, what's the first thing you notice about them? Ah. Yeah, ah. sorry. Maybe I should be Well, whenever I walk into a room, I rate every single person, male and female, on a hotness scale from 1 to 10. Really? 1 to 10. No, I'm just playing. Obviously, I don't do that. <laughs> I was going to say, wow. <laughs> that sounds <That's>... exhausting. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, probably eyes, I guess. Because I try to make nice. eye contact. Okay. A lot. Yeah. yeah eyes. Um, honestly, the way someone speaks. And this is maybe um, me making assumptions about people. But the way they put to get, like, the way they communicate, just verbally, how they speak, makes me assume a lot, either good or bad, about someone. You know what I mean? And, and you know, you can overcome those assumptions and they're not always right. But it's like I, I assume a lot about intelligence and how interesting you are by maybe how you say the first five sentences. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. What about you? Dude, always their shoes. Oh, really? I know. This is, I won't Men lie. And, the whole reason I asked you was that I was hoping you were going to ask me. Uh, <laughs> it would have been a really awkward question if you just were like, yep, let's move on. Anyways. You're like, uh, uh. <laughs> <What> about me? <laughs> no, so the, the reality is I always look at people's shoes because I judge them on – I love shoes. Don't ask me why. But I – Men and women, though, or just oh, men? both. Well, yeah? more men than women. I was going to say, I know you appreciate some good sneakers, but I don't know if you really understand the finer points of no, women's shoes. No, I definitely don't know much about <laughs> women's shoes. Uh, I pay attention to a, a few things about women's shoes, but not much, mainly because I don't know enough about them. And what I find about women's shoes, and I'll, sorry, I'm interrupting you here, no, that's fine. is that, that too, is that, you know, men's sneakers is... It's branding on it, so you know. It's like, okay, those are Nikes, those are Reeboks, those are Under yeah. Armors, whatever. Women's shoes, when they get fancier, I shouldn't say fancier. It's just it doesn't seem like like it's there's, there's never really much branding on there anyways. You could get yeah. $2 design, Payless shoes, whatever, design shoe warehouse, or you could get $300, <laughs> whatever. So I'm sure they feel different and maybe look different, but not really to us. Right. <laughs> to most no, it's to totally a lot of people. True. To the Isn't untrained eye, I should say. Isn't that funny how that happens? Because, yeah, you know, I, because, yeah, men's shoes, it's very much apparent on the outside of them what kind of shoe you're wearing, for the most part, at least when it comes to, like, more athletic brands. Yeah. You you know the Nike swoosh, you know the Adidas three stripes, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you notice uh, whatever it might be. When it comes to, like, men's dress shoes, I mean, I could care yeah, less, no to be honest. Yeah, no difference, for sure. Um, but then it's like... If I notice someone in like, I don't know, there was one guy I saw here on campus in, in Kamloops and he was wearing Yeezys and he had like a Gucci shirt on. 
Oh, jeez. This guy looked, sounds like the worst. I'm he looked like lie. a complete douche, but... Uh, <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, dude, I can respect a guy who owns Yeezys because they're just so expensive. Real Yeezys? I don't even know where I would find them. You can just go to the Yeezy website? No, you can just buy them through Adidas. Like, that's who makes them, right? Yeah. And so you can buy them, but, like, it's more just the fact that, like, they're typically pretty hard to get your hands on. And the secondary market is really expensive for them. But that's wild. I could not imagine spending a ton of money on used shoes. Well, it's it's not usually that they're used. It's more the fact that someone buys up ten pairs at like say three hundred bucks a pop. Yeah. And then resells them like un unworn or anything for like twelve hundred bucks a pop. Ugh, outrageous. So man. it's like it's great. Outrageous. It's great markup if you're the the buyer and seller and. The beauty of it right now is like there's such a market for them that it's almost guaranteed that they'll move. Yeah, just like Beanie Babies. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's man. it's more just the fact that, I don't know. I don't know what it is about shoes. I just get fascinated. I've been watching this show on YouTube a lot lately. It's done by Complex. It's called Sneaker Shopping. Okay. Where this guy goes to just these like – I guess well-known sneaker shops in like major U.S. cities with famous athletes and kind of celebrities and whatnot, and they talk about shoes, and then talk about uh, kind of whatever's going on in their life, sort of thing. And then they, at the end, they do some sneaker shopping, and you get to see what they bought and how much they paid for it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And some of it's really cool. Um, a lot of it is athletes. So you, you know, they had one with like Roger Federer and um, Ronaldo recently, and Cristiano Ronaldo and um, Odell Beckham Jr. was just on this last week. You know, so anyways, I've been doing it for a few years, and and you just see kind of these guys' tastes and shoes, and and just the journey they've had, and you know, some guys who grow up like always getting Jordans, and other kids who get. You know, the Starberries. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, or it was like I think it was Eminem, who oh he yeah, was talking the poor about kid how from like Detroit. his mom was like either well I can buy you the Jordans and then all of your clothes for the year will come from Goodwill, or we can go buy some nice clothes and you get some bad shoes and he's like Jordans every time. Like, really? Like, without question, ah. it was Jordans every time, and I'll That's figure so out some sort of fashion from the Goodwill store, but. Yeah, but, you yeah, know, fair enough, man. Well, there you go. So, how much would you spend on a pair of shoes, dude? Not nearly as much as some. Well, I mean, if I hey, had hey, the hey, money hey, to hey. do how it, how much? No, how much right now would you spend on a pair of shoes? Oh, well, it depends what kind of shoes they are. That's a huge just, part of it. Just tell me how much you'd spend, the most you would spend on whatever kind of shoe it is. Tarek, it's hard right now because I don't have a steady income at this point in time. Ah, uh, interesting. You have one starting January, right? Yeah. What and would so you spend on in then? that situation, my max would probably be like 150, 175. That's not bad. No, but then I wouldn't spend that much on shoes. Yeah, that's not bad. But then it's when I was like, still playing was sports making... and stuff, I would spend more on shoes, like because I would tell myself there, oh, I gotta have the best kind of shoes. So I'm an athlete, but. But if I, I was making was Tarek true. Williams kind of money, you know, oh, yeah. then I'd be dropping on... 50, 60 bucks? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, if I was making Tarek Williams uh, money, man, it would be all the new, latest, 
you know, oh, Air Jordan Five Retro OG Edition that just dropped for like three hundred bucks. I buy the used shoes, but where the people oh actually gosh. wear them beforehand. Oh. <laughs> Dude, you can buy the DJ Khaled Jordan Threes. Oh, Those man. are like. Why I'm, does DJ Khaled need? I don't Jordans? know. I don't get the Just thing. Do you know that rappers have like pretty outrageous like shoe deals with these? Yeah, companies like Drake too. and Jordan. Dude, Khaled getting, and Jordan, like getting down a, a rabbit trail of shoe. Look, of shoe I like gear. talking shoes. I like talking about the shoe market. I was thinking about all this, and then you know what else I was watching? I was watching this YouTube video on like Floyd Mayweather, mm-hmm. and I was looking at these videos of his houses that he owns. Okay, that man knows how to spend money. Like him and I yeah. could be best friends. <laughs> I if bet he's got I a lot had, of people who want to be best friends. No, no, with. no. I don't want to be his best friend. I'm just saying, if I had similar income to him. I think him and I would spend money well together. Oh, wow. Like, he would be a guy I would go on a sports trip with. You know? That's the he kind of guy. Same interests, hey? Yeah. You know, like, I see him when he's sitting courtside at, like, the Lakers games or Miami Heat games. It's like, those that's are the opposite way, sides of the country. That's the way I would want to live my life. I'm, I'm, I'm going to a sports game. I'm sitting where I can have. I don't know, LeBron James dive into the crowd and I might get crushed. But I want to be that close. Uh, you could trip a referee, huh? Yeah. Well, That's a know, line from a Jay-Z song. Trip a referee. <laughs> yeah, I'm so you close know, I can trip a referee. But, you know, and I guess branching off of that, I was in class last week and one of my teachers was mentioning how when you hit this certain amount of money – you no longer can spend it fast enough. Oh, yeah. And it was really small. It was like, I swear it was less than $50 million. I kind of raised small, my man. eyebrow and I was like, bro. I could do it. I Do you want to try <laughs> me? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I would take that challenge in a heartbeat. I would blow it in less than a day. I think I could blow that kind of money too. Oh, Maybe. so fast. I yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, you could easily buy it. You could buy a house. A couple... I was going to say, you could, uh, you know, a $50 million house, one house might be a little tougher. No. But Are I you think kidding? you could buy. Yeah, I don't think it'd be that tough. Go You're to right. Sotheby's uh, website. Sotheby's. The luxury. I'm like, not going to Sotheby's. Real estate. That's, Dude, that's they've a, got. Uh, I understand how Sotheby's. on there that are hundreds of millions of dollars. It's true. Wow. It's true. You're right. Fifty Sorry. million doesn't seem like I enough. I just don't think that fifty million is a lot of money. No, no, it's not enough. I mean, well, I mean, the one thing you got to think but... about though is that you know, if you live even a reasonably luxurious lifestyle, not an outrageously luxurious lifestyle, and you're earning one percent on your fifty million, what is that half a million dollars a year in income? That's one yeah. percent. You're gonna earn way more than that. Half a million dollars a year in income. You don't have to do anything for it. It just comes. Yeah, but you're thinking of it from like the peasant point of view. That all I want to do is live off this salary of half a million dollars minus taxes. No, 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 no. No, I'm saying I that's how it lasts forever. Large. Yeah, that's but that's what I'm saying. Forever. That's not. But that's being a prisoner to your own bank account, Tarek. Being a prisoner yeah. to your own bank account? I'm saying the reason it's so hard for you to spend all $50 million is because it's earning money so quickly. And yeah, that was the example. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand that. But if you live your life like that with that kind of money, you're a prisoner. You could do it. I believe you could do it. <laughs> yeah. There's a movie about that, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Yeah, I don't know what it's called. but Man. 
It's a pretty Anyways. popular movie where some guy gets willed some money and it's like the only stipulation is he has to spend All like of it? I think no like half of it to get the other half, but he can't buy like he has to spend them he can't buy like uh, like certain assets or whatever and he can't just pay out non-market prices for things and he can't oh, give yeah, it away. Oh yeah, that's a movie I'm pretty sure with uh Richard Pryor and John Candy. Yeah, it could be. Billions. Yeah, it's like and Baxter's so, billions or something yeah, something like that. Like that. So yeah, yeah, who knows? Anyway, sorry, Anyways. this is a real long. Rabbit but hey, trail. it kind of comes into what sneakers. I want to talk about. It's kind of okay. what I want to talk about. We it's, got some questions to answer too, but keep going. Oh, okay. Well, what I wanted to talk about to you is we just got out of kind of the most chaotic. You know what? I'll save what I'm going to talk about. Let's go to questions. I know, I'm all over the place. I apologize. Okay, you don't want to tell us what you're going to talk about? No, not yet. Let's go through... Are they, like, fan questions, or are they, like, Yeah, I mean, you put a poll, or We put a poll up last week. Right. And here was the poll. Okay. Yeah, we just asked for some questions. Um, people who have questions about finance, business, just this whole general topic. And Mason Unra, big fan of the show, he left us a number of questions. He is from the Existence and Ecology or Ecology and Existence Dude, podcast. It's Ecology and Existentialism. And Existentialism. And if you want Maddie to hear, was on there a few weeks ago. If you want to hear his best episode, just look up the one that ah. features me. Okay, we'll put that in the link. We'll put that in the episode description. So click on the link in the episode description if you want to hear Maddie be on on uh, whoring himself out to another podcast Dude. is probably the best way to describe that. <laughs> no, promoting our podcast right. on his, you know. <laughs> no, Mason's a really cool guy. I love what he's doing. If you guys are in any way interested in environmental issues, go check out what he's doing. I uh, can't say enough good stuff about him. But, yeah, laid on me. I saw that he had some questions. Yeah, first question. Okay. And I'll let you go first. Do you guys think businesses with a give-back model – so he's thinking ten trees, toms, etc., are long term, are viable long term, or beneficial to the local economies they give to. That's a good question. That's a really what do you think, question. Maddie? I think that they are viable. So viable, viable, not yeah. That's what I said. Viable. viable. Okay, my bad. My bad. Viable. Uh, I think that they are viable, so long as investors. And the kind of, um, I don't know if you want to say like directors or even employees of those companies understand that that's a philosophy of the company. Um, and that people are continually interested in those same sort of initiatives. You have to have customers that want to, I don't know, I guess see companies give back and that's why they're going to support you does that make sense yep yeah and so i guess for me I, I think that's the only way that they do survive is they have to have a clientele that that wants to see them continue to give back to whatever cause it might be uh was it you that i was telling about the sunglasses that i bought that oh yeah yeah we talked about that last week i bought those sunglasses that are made of wood from these guys in idaho and they're helping build these eye clinics in india and it's right. like same sort of thing they're called proof sun uh, proof eyewear and it's like same same idea is the one of the biggest reasons why i bought from them was the fact that they're trying to do good things in other parts of the world yep you yep. know um but yeah, fair enough. yeah i think and and we have the 
the second part of this question, is it beneficial to the local economies? They give to you to answer as well. Um, but the first part, I think these businesses with a give back model are absolutely viable long term. And we kind of talked about this in some previous episodes. And I think about it um, and, and mostly I think, hey, Mason, you know, there's a lot of people like you who care that the companies you you buy stuff from support are more meaningful or doing stuff with the profits that they aren't just selling you. And that's a significant niche of the market now who will pay more or, you know, seek out companies they feel are more responsible corporate citizens and they will buy stuff specifically from them. And so that's what makes them viable um, from a, a more, um, not only say cynical, but just uh, taking sort of the good feelings out of it. It's absolutely a, a viable way to, to differentiate yourself. I don't know if, you know, if we take out the companies doing it out of the goodness of their heart, this is a good marketing, good PR, good way to drive business. And so ultimately that becomes part of their, um, their bottom line. You know, we don't have to say they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it because that's what makes them the most money. Right now, um, in terms of, is it beneficial to the local economies? I think we've, We've seen that that's that's up for debate, um, and I think you know everyone's intentions are good. But for example, Tom's, um, I think it was found that what Tom's did was really devastate um, third world or developing world economies when they just flooded the market with not devastated the economies, but sort of messed up the shoe market, the local shoe market when they just flooded um, developing countries with shoes. You know, and so there's a, a balance there where, you know, someone's making these shoes, someone's getting paid to make the shoes, um, you know, they had value there. And now those people don't have don't have work. And it's like I get what they're trying to do. But at the same time, generally speaking, you know, giving stuff to people in that way is has has been found to not be too terribly helpful. But I think we can be more creative and be more thoughtful in how we businesses can be more thoughtful and creative in how they do that and, and come up with more, you know, effective ways of giving back. Yeah. And, and just to follow up on that last little bit there, I don't think that a company like Tom's meant to cause a disruption. Not even a little or, bit, you're right. You know, I, I don't think that was their goal. Um, but it's just, unfortunately, it's a byproduct. You can't uh, plan for that sort of thing to happen. And so it's like, at that point, then you have to try and figure out, is there a way we correct this or does it really affect how people will view our company? You know, like there's a lot that goes into it. I don't pay attention enough to companies like that to necessarily say what they've done to, I guess, improve that situation. But totally. you, you like to hope that they maybe did something uh, to kind of right the ship a little bit. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. Most of these companies are founded with genuinely and, and likely still running with genuinely the best interests of these local economies. If they're donating overseas at heart, and they will continue to work to find the best way to do that. But I don't know, and we could go into effective, um, I don't know what you call it, humanitarian work overseas. And I mean, generally speaking, just giving stuff to people in any context isn't isn't terribly helpful. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think people will become a little more thoughtful and creative in terms of figuring out how to do that. And so that answers Mason's first question. Boom. Second question, or are you going to finally tell us what you want, what we're talking about today in addition to these questions? Well, there's, mm, not go one more question. 
What role does financial greed play into pushing forward a strong economy or business? Oh, um, man. That's, you want to take that one? Uh, you know, I don't know how many companies really start with the intention of financial greed. Mm-hmm. I, I would probably argue that very few. Um, I think a lot of the time successful companies are founded on passions and a desire to provide their customer base um, with a, an alternative or, um, well, yeah, just a, an alternative. Some sort of solution to so, whatever problem. A solution right? yeah. to a problem, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I don't think the financial greed is born there. It's after they realize that their product is um, successful, that they realize that there is room to have money made and realize, you know, there's a lot of smart guys who know how to make lots of money. We just discussed five of them or 10 of them last week. Uh, and there's plenty more that don't have a TV show. Um, and, yep. you know, they know how to multiply your cash tenfold real quick if you're willing to give them part of your company or whatever it might be. Um, and so that's where financial greed comes in. I think it's after your product is established, once you're a growing company, it's how do we make you grow faster and quicker than competition can keep up? Yep. And how do we put as much money in all of our pockets uh, at the highest rate possible? That, that, totally. that I think is what comes down to it. Totally. Um, yeah, but I, I don't think anyone starts a company uh, go or starts a product line or whatever going, I just want to be rich. It's usually a good intention with a hope to better lives typically or, or make life easier for people, I guess. Totally. I'll take a similar point of view. Maybe, uh, again, I don't know if it's cynical, but, you know, and, and maybe I'm just playing off of what he means by financial greed because I would say, depending on how you define greed, that's the only reason people oftentimes do what they do is to make money. So you know what I mean? You have a family to support. You have, and it's like, are you going to spend your time doing your job to not get paid? Are you going to spend your time? And that's not, you know, I'm being a little facetious, but I think what I'm trying to say, I guess, is while I don't know if greed necessarily has to be exclusive, right? To quote um, Adam Smith, like we did previously, does you know, your friendly neighborhood baker make you a loaf of bread out of the goodness of his heart and because he loves to bake or because he wants to get paid for his bread. It's probably a little bit of both and that's just the way it works. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's hard to really separate it. Now, I think what Mason's getting at is probably, you know, the greed that causes people to do completely unethical or terrible things. Um, but I would say, yeah, obviously that's bad. <laughs> but I think the desire to, to you know, work hard, um, you know, provide, it's, we're, we've all got a little bit of that in us, you know, and it's like, I don't know if that's necessarily bad. Do I think a little bit of that is necessary for a strong economy? Yeah, I kind of do. Um, but that's why we have regulations in place. And honestly, that's why we as a population need to be a little bit more discerning as we buy things to say, hey, I'm not going to buy from a company that's just going to 
do it to for the bottom line. They have to focus on more than just the bottom line to get my money. And then we force companies to then be more ethical and honest, right? Yeah. Because that helps their bottom line, right? Because that motivates more than most things. So I don't know, not a clean cut answer for me, but I, I, I think I know what uh, Mason was getting at. So yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I 100% agree. Yep. Um, this one's this one's uh, gonna be quick, I think. This is uh, another question: Does saving money matter if we're just going to die? <laughs> a little nihilistic, but. <clears throat> what he wants to know what do you think well it depends what you mean by saving money okay uh if you're concerned about scoring screaming deals on products during say black friday and cyber monday like matt's about to talk about i like that tease uh then i mean that's all personal choice if, if that's what you live for is a good deal just so you can you know pinch pennies where you can like i think he meant saving money like you know putting it into a savings account <clears throat> like saving for retirement sort of thing probably maybe he meant it's probably a little oh, bit of both gosh. but i think that's what i that's I, what i understood here's my thought it's like i'm you not get to the end of your life and you have money in your bank account is that so a little personal philosophy from matt i'm not a guy who just chases after a deal i will pay full price for something if i want it uh, I'm also a bit of a sh impulse shopper. So like if I see something and I want it, I just buy it and kind of move on. Um, if we're talking financial savings for, you know, the future and to, whether it be like purchase a house or a car or even further down the road to retirement. Yeah, I do think it's smart to be a good kind of steward of the monies you've you've come into. I think... You know, I see a lot of people who make some really stupid choices and are older and they never stop working till they're like 80. And it's like they never get to actually just like sit back, relax and just enjoy um, enjoy life after having put in the years and years and years of work. Now, now, if you can be, you know, into your later years and still making a good income um, – doing whatever it is that you do uh profession wise like for instance in my office my accounting uh the place that i work um one of the partners founding partners of the firm he's semi-retired he still works at the office um but he only works mornings so Good deal. so he can come in he still i'm sure makes a very reasonable income and still gets to go like golfing whenever he wants and goes vacationing with his wife and goes to visit his grandkids and you know he gets to kind of live the best of both worlds but that's because he works in a profession where it, he's able to do that and he's also set himself up in a position where he's able to do that having been the owner of a firm and having a good reputation with yeah. the current you know partner and stuff like that totally. um but if you like Thanks. if you shovel rocks for a living like you don't want to be doing that till you're 85 you know, like so you're saying what you're saying is it is important to save money yeah, even if I, we are just going to die. Absolutely. I I do think it's a shame if you don't take care of yourself financially so that you're able to just kinda enjoy, you know, the later years of life. And on top of that too, even if you're gonna die, think about the people that, that money that may be left over, who that could go to. Okay, and that's where you kind of start talking about what I was going to say. Um, I agree with you. I would say, to answer just quickly, 
Mason, I do think it matters to save money if we're just going to die. Um, now, for a number of reasons, obviously, uh, for what Matt said, retirement and when you're not able to or willing to really put in the, the time and effort that you did when you were younger. Um, but at the same time, I don't actually see a future in my where I retire, like, you know, and just relax. I like doing stuff. I like going to work. Don't get me wrong. Like, for example, what your buddy's doing. Um, I like the idea of flexibility of coming in and working just as much as I feel like and then doing stuff on the whenever I don't feel like doing that. That's the freedom that working hard can give you. Um, but at the same time, I to, to sort of see what Mason's saying, if I get to the end of my life and I have a really, really big bank account, I don't know if that's a good thing. Like, I don't have any kids right now. I do plan on having kids. But I don't want them to expect that I will leave them anything. Maybe the house I'm in. But like cash in the bank, if I could spend my last dime and die the same minute, I'm good. And I've, <laughs> Maybe it's a little morbid, but I've told my parents the same thing. That once they were like, oh, maybe we should, you know, we got to make sure we have an inheritance for your kids. I'm like, don't even worry about us. You guys do whatever you want. And if there's anything left at the end, then so be it. If not, hold then on. that's the way it goes. Hold on, hold on. Did you consider your brother in all this? He's a starving actor. Well, you know, let's, he can tell <laughs> Come on now. He can tell them what he thinks. But that's what I think. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't have a stable career. Like, maybe that. Maybe there's, we shouldn't go too far down this. But what, no do, do you expect plan? your parents to? Do you expect your parents to leave you and yeah. your brother an inheritance? Absolutely. You do? Okay. Oh I yeah, man. I mean, no, I mean, surprising that didn't come up in that greed question a second ago. But okay. Here's, <laughs> here's the thing. I mean, do I expect it? Yes, but only because I know their philosophy on how they've saved money, um, how they how they plan on like spending their retirement. And I know it's going to be a very like uh, kind of low cash outflow. But um, will you – so they will likely give you an inheritance. But yeah. if they blow it all on partying oh, sorry. and hanging like, out, would, would you be, be upset, upset about it? No, no, yeah. no, absolutely not. I, I guess it's more like yeah, it's when you said expect, it was more like I already expect – there to be one but if there wasn't one then it's not like i would be upset and angry about it that, yeah because they spent all their money and it doesn't gold belong to me yeah that's, that's what reality. i'm saying yeah my money isn't my kids money i don't think it would be worth it to end my life with money in the bank for sure but, it's hard to plan that out obviously uh, that's let's live in let's live in dangerous but <laughs> that's my opinion <laughs> yeah it's actually kind of funny um you know there's a funny story about jerry seinfeld and how you know, he's obviously a very wealthy guy and his kid at one point I was told said something along the lines of, well, you know, dad, I guess we don't have to worry because we're rich. And he goes, no, 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 I'm rich. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> you, you're not, you're broke. Or maybe it was Will Smith. I can't remember. Anyways, it was That's just kind of this idea that Bill like Cosby says that on the Cosby show. Oh, really? Well, I know. I mean, probably said it by a couple people, but he's like, <laughs> I think it's uh Theo is like, yeah, dad, I mean, because we have money, right? He's like, no, 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 no. Your mother and I have money. <laughs> money. <laughs> you don't have anything. <laughs> Dude, I've heard that from several other things, too. Yeah. How funny is that? How that story just kind of manipulates itself all the time, right? That's a good one. Anyways, just the fact that it's like, yeah, we forget sometimes how we just all think that, oh, it's just a collective, you know. Yeah. No, man. And and I'm with you. I do agree with you 100%. Like, would I be upset if there was no inheritance? No, of course not. Like. It, didn't, yeah. it never belonged to me, so I have no Absolutely. no Absolutely. right to it. But do I expect there to be a house that will probably get sold in their estate, vehicles? You know, I'm sure there will be other assets, including financial ones. Yeah, of course. And, 
you know, we'll deal with that stuff when it happens. But if there was literally zero dollars, it'd be like, eh, oh well, yeah, whatever. They live, they live life to the fullest. That's all Absolutely. I care about. So, yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's uh. Oh, Mason's got another question, but it's it's a big one. Okay. It's well, a big we'll one. Save, let's leave it for another time. Yeah, we'll yeah. do like a whole topic on it. Yeah. Okay. All right, Maddie. What do you? What are we talking about in addition to that today? Dude, I wanted to talk about how we just crossed through the biggest weekend in shopping. I don't know what you want to call it. Like in in the shopping in the shopping year? calendar. Shopping yeah. Calendar? Totally. I don't know how you call it. It is. It is the most retail uh, sales of the year. So we're obviously talking about Black Friday and then Cyber Monday, which I feel like Cyber Monday is garbage. It's like, a new thing. Like it's let's not thing. act like Cyber Monday even one sounds as cool or two is as cool and i feel like it's just stores being lazy <laughs> it's like an amazon holiday if we're being yeah honest. that's exactly <laughs> it it's, it's like and amazon, amazon has their up. own holiday too that they try and pull in the oh, summer geez. called prime day it's like oh, amazon but... relax okay you just not you're moving like... enough product as it is okay <laughs> let's just calm down yeah uh but the fact is you know, for those that I I would really hope you guys understand why Black Friday is called Black Friday, but if you don't, I don't is, know why. Really? I don't think so. It's because this is the day that every retail store, because of Christmas coming up, is expected to go into the black and out of the red for the year. Oh. And oh, so, which means that they're making more money than they're losing or yes, spending. Cause... Open up an Excel spreadsheet, put a negative number in, it shows up red. Put a positive yeah. number in, it shows up black. That's why exactly. it's like that. <laughs> so the fact is that they are now making a huge profit. And, I mean, I'm sure most retailers are making, were making money before today. That's where it came from. Hey? I didn't know that. I believe that's the history. No, that it. makes sense. That sounds familiar now that you say it, too. Yeah, so they're they're guaranteed to be out of the red until the end of the year. And so... Yeah, this is when the chaos starts. You see these huge deals. You know, of course, it's huge in the United States, and we get these crazy videos every year of people getting trampled or shot or stabbed. You know, I watched some video of two moms, like, having a grappling match on the ground of, I believe it was Target or Walmart, one of the two. How do you know they were moms? Um, Maybe they weren't moms, but they were definitely... Of, of child-rearing age? They were... Is that how you came up with that? They were women that had to be at least in their mid to late thirties, possibly forties. Were they fighting over children's stuff? I don't know, but they were on the ground like it actually looked like jujitsu. That's wild. And I, I was like, it, what is happening? So I I love the fact that this is what it brings out in humanity. Like this is what we become. At least in America. I don't feel like many other countries get as crazy. I don't know how many Gosh. other countries do Black Friday. Canada does probably the UK. I'm not sure about much of Europe, but... I feel like the rest of, like, <laughs> civilizations, like, what is wrong with these humans? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're giving us all a bad name, okay? Anyways, the fact is, this is where you see, like, I don't know. Did you go Black Friday shopping? Did Absolutely you get anything? not. No, not even online. I went Black Friday shopping. I got myself a new phone, as you've noticed by the green texts. I got myself... A great deal on a, uh, you know, accessories to go with the phone and all the planned stuff. And so it was busy. It was wild. Parking lots packed, started snowing, no fights, no, no, um, <laughs> wrestling. So it was a little boring that way, but you know yeah. what, here was the thing I was kind of fired up for it, but then I realized one, I don't need anything. 
Yeah, that's and, the thing. And two, it's like I'm in school right now. I don't have the money to be just blowing cash stupidly just because I find good a good deal. That's so, what I always say is like, I mean, unless you just love, you know, the battle of being out on Black Friday, if that yeah. genuinely is something you enjoy, then go for it. But otherwise, have a plan. Like, I need a new TV. I need a new whatever. And then go and find it. But don't just go without a plan. Otherwise, man, oh, I, I don't even know who that person is. Why would you ever want to do that? That just seems like an outrageous way to spend your day. I mean, <laughs> I combed through, you know, Amazon and Best Buy and... Yep. Um, I've been really trying to like maybe get into the market of a smartwatch. Okay. But I want but not the, the Apple watch. watch. No. Well, they're just too expensive. Right. Um, but more, I'm just trying to find a, a watch that also looks like something I could wear to work every day and would look ah. kind of semi classy, but also Dude, something I could to take buy. to the gym, and it wouldn't be like stainless steel. Interesting. You what get the, the different kinds of bands you can yeah. put on. Yeah. So anyways, I'm kind of looking for that. So I was eyeballing a few different brands, uh, different watch companies and whatnot on, on Black Friday. And and so, and on Cyber Monday. Um, nothing that I wanted to necessarily like impulsively buy in the moment. Nothing to pull the trigger on. And you know what also actually deterred me, as silly as it might sound? Canada Post. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you don't know when you're going to get Canada it. Canada Post deterred me a lot because... I don't like the fact that it's like, I might not see this thing till January. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's probably I'm sure not that crazy. But... That's why they did it, though, if we're being honest. That's why they're striking at this time of year, so that it yeah, brings the most move. impact. It's a real yeah. power move, you know, because yeah. you're just stressing out the entire public and almost like forcing the public to get angry at the government for not just caving on whatever Canada Post has won. who actually knows what they're specifically fighting about besides people and the, the Canada Post workers money. and their family? It's always money. Yeah, it's, always it's just raises. like the specifics of it, though. Yeah, but who yeah. cares either? Exactly. You it's know? Just like, but now it's like, now people will have to care. So like, can we just get Canada Post back to work? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So for those who don't know, everyone's striking at Canada Post. And we're, our mail is intermittent. And it's because it's what's called a rotating strike. So I don't know if it's separated by a province or if it's separated by like um, they move it, it around. I think uh, I think it's based on the fact that you know they don't want to cut mail off. They're good people. Yeah. Well, they'll and still also, go in and do government checks but, and stuff like that because some people get their benefits and their only source of income by check still. And so. the thing is, is it's government, so you can't actually shut down. Mm. Um, it's the same with like the nurses' union, for instance, in Alberta. If they were to strike, they can't all of a sudden shut down the hospitals that because there's sense. no nurses. That would um, be rude. And so anything that's anything that's a government-based union, you can't do a full-blown like picket and and that sort of thing because people still need those services. Totally. So but, what did you want yeah. to talk about Black Friday and Cyber Monday? Well, one, tell me about your deal, man. I want to see this new phone. Did you get the Google Pixel? Yeah, I got the Pixel 3, oh, man. man. How do you like it yeah. so far? Oh, it's great. Um, if you noticed, one of our friends posted a picture of their child on the Instagram earlier this uh, weekend. That was from my phone. Oh. Yeah. Quality picture. Takes really, really good pictures. Um, got the got the wire. I've never had wireless charging before. Got wireless charging now, which is pretty dope. Um, you know, got a good deal on a rate plan. Um, I'm happy with it so far. Uh, Hold on, really on. When you go for the rate plan, 
Mm-hmm. Because I know, especially in Canada, where data rates are outrageous. Outrageous. Um, is that something that you really like hold on to? I know some people get like, like freak out. They're like, dude, I got seven gigs of data. And it's like, bro, tell me the first time you've ever used that much data in a month. Mm-hmm. Like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, are you that guy? Well, I don't want to just like, tear you down as little moment, as possible but... for what I need. Right. So what? You know what, what I mean? Like, what I, are you paying? Like I when they do know. that, they're like, "I'll give you an extra gig here, an extra beer," and I'm like, and that's honestly, it's funny because I will say, "I don't need any extra gigs. Take ten dollars off." <laughs> My man, dude, I'm the same way. <laughs> they don't do that, but you know, because that's the, it's kind of annoying that way, actually. Like, so for example, I do a lot of the math and say, okay, in Canada, you can get your phone for free if you sign up for a rate plan or you can pay a hundred bucks, get a little better for a rate plan, 250. Anyways, I was like, I'm going to pay, I think it was 250 bucks and you get the best rate plan. And the math works out that over the 24 months, you're really paying less. So it doesn't make sense if you have the cash to go with $0 down because you pay way more. See folks, that's Um, called net present value. Yeah. Well, kind of. And then you got to know the time value of cash, you know? Yeah, I know, but I don't. I don't calculate the time value of my cash. <laughs> Bring your financial calculator. Dude, I have a teacher who told me. Anyways, yeah. I, quick, uh, quick side yeah. sidetrack here. I have a teacher who told me when he goes to buy a new vehicle, he brings his financial calculator and starts breaking down what the interest rate is and what the actual like fair value or the present value of this investment is. Oh, and I was like, all the that's excessive, bro. Like, Good for you, man. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah exactly. Could care less, but <laughs> thanks. For... Professor. Of course you are. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry. They don't give you the deals. Like, They're like, oh, you get $100 in store credit. You get $100 towards this. Oh, only if you go zero down, though. And it's like, Ugh. that's the worst deal. Anybody can do the math and see that. Most people won't. Really like, yeah, and I was like, so I ended up not, I don't know. I ended up doing some other wheeling and dealing. I had to, you know, you got to do the work. You got to do the leg work, but that's what we do. And we got it done. You know, I ended up going to be paying less than this phone costs over two years by just, uh, you know, wheeling and dealing and talking. And Dude, it's crucial. It's crucial. And, yeah, I mean, we pay begging a lot for phones in Canada. It's the only way. Well, we were about to say dealing. wheeling and dealing, begging and stealing? Yeah, doing what I can, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? But that's the thing, man. I think... Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this regularly and this episode is in your ears, the key is when you go get a new phone, listen to what Tarek just told you to do. Hustle them, pay the extra so you don't have to pay more monthly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or do the math and compare it. You're, oftentimes, you're always paying more a month unless then, then you would pay up front. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. Mm-hmm. And that's... And it was... Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. say... Anyways, so I got a good deal. I was happy. Phone's running great. Um, so far, things are good. Yeah. I uh, I know Brittany was texting. My wife was texting me today about apparently today is travel Tuesday or something. Now they're trying to tack on another deal day or something. So she was looking at flights. We didn't book anything. but People are know. cheap, man. I told you I'm this how many weeks ago. That's not cheap. It's like, hey, you want to pay $1,500 no, for this I flight? I didn't say right? cheap. I said oh, cheap. cheap. Like the little yeah. fluffy white animals. Like a ram, like a female yeah, ram. Sheep. Right, right, right. At any rate, um, I didn't know that was a thing till this year, so that's being tacked on, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I follow Bill Gates on Instagram, and he told me it's Give Back Tuesday, which oh. means you should be giving this Tuesday. 
Bill Gates, he would say that, wouldn't he? I mean, Jeez. Bill Gates, he's just so rich. It's like, it's yeah, yeah, it's a different kind of giving, Bill, when you can just cut a check for millions of dollars. It's like, no, Bill, I'm, cu- I'm, I'm cutting checks for like 20 bucks to good causes, all right, Bill? Like, yeah. yeah, so Bill, remember when you ended polio in India? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. want to say relax on curing humanity, but... Let's not expect I mean, everyone else to be giving the same way you are. All right, Bill? Another good example of private industry, in a way, funding really good public stuff. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bill. That's Shout out to Bill. Bad. Bill's my fave. Right yeah. behind Elon. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, anyways, I guess my whole point is, is like we're just kind of in that that uh, period right now where it's just going to be lots of – Lots of buying. I just want to encourage people to be smart when purchasing, especially around the holidays. Yeah, that's um, true. We're coming up to, despite Black Friday being last weekend, we're coming up to the Christmas season. Yeah. It's going to be busy. A lot of buying. Is, you're right. And here's the thing I want to try and challenge everyone to do. Now, I know that everyone buys gifts, whether it's for your kids, whether it's for your friends, your family, you know, parents, grandparents, whoever it might be. This is my challenge to you all because this is what I do when I buy gifts for everyone. Not saying that this is the best way or anything like that, but just something that I try to be mindful of. Buy practical stuff. Yeah, like socks. Yeah, we were talking about this. Did we talk about this? Whoops. I don't know if it was on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Maybe we did talk about this already. Anyways, my whole point is buy stuff that's like of value to the person that they're going to use multiple times, that they're going to be able to look back at and go, oh, yeah, I remember when Tarek bought me this because I use it every day, you know, and uh, it's not just going to sit in a closet and collect dust or, you know, anything like that. There you go. I like it. Yeah. My uh, my advice, what we're trying to do this year, buy, um, try to buy experiences if you can. Ooh. If possible. I like that. I mean, it's it's a little tougher sometimes. You got to be a little more creative, but you know nobody can take those memories away. And and honestly, experiences don't you know get get dusty on a shelf. Yeah. So do your best. Spend some time with people. Buy experiences. What we? I don't know. Yeah. Take someone to the theater. Take someone to the. Yeah, it doesn't have to be big and, and yeah. outrageous. It can just be. Take local. someone to the for dinner. Take someone. I don't know. Just buy yeah. experiences. If you Word. Can. That's good. Cool. Hey. Let me ask you this, T. What's your thoughts on if you're a parent or a grandparent or an aunt or an uncle, you have young children in your life, possibly investing in their future, yeah, their financial I, future a little bit. Yeah. I know that you're, you're a strong believer in this. Very big strong believer it's, in that, yeah. It's a huge reason as to how I went to college for the first year, actually, folks, um, was my grandmother who had set up a, a fund for me and my parents who had also set up an education fund. Um, you know, it, it may not pay off. It may not be in a big, huge box wrapped in lovely paper with a big bow on it under the tree this year, but it'll, it'll pay, it'll pay dividends. No pun intended. Well, kind of a pun intended, uh, pun intended, pun pun definitely intended. (laughs) Who am I kidding? Uh, it'll, it'll pay dividends in the future when that kid is able to, you know, take that money and whether they go to school, whether they travel the world with it. Whether they, you know, turn around and invest into their, you know, children or children in their lives, um, you know, totally. something, something like and that it's a is a great way. Too. It's, it's, it's a gift that keeps on giving. And so, absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of that. So, and it doesn't have to be much. It could be, you know, 20 bucks, uh, 20 yeah, bucks. 
50 bucks twice a year bucks. boom 100 bucks a year done Something. you know exactly that, that's a small amount of money in in the scheme of things absolutely but yeah anyways cool all right quick stock talk and we're out of here yeah deal what do you got all right well you know just an interesting tidbit um apple's still having rumors of production cuts now Bro. a lot of people are saying well you know whatever it's not a big deal. It happens every year. People say, these phones aren't as good as they were before. Nobody's going to buy them. And then people buy them, and then it's never a big deal. But there's a lot more evidence for these production cuts this time. Today, in fact, Microsoft surpassed Apple as the most valuable company in the world. Microsoft. Whoa. Nobody's been talking about Microsoft in terms of a Dude, that valuable company for, like, for years. Have you seen those Surfaces? Do you own a Surface yet? Yeah, I'm talking to you on a Surface. Really? Yes. The laptop or the tablet thing? The Surface Book. Which is the laptop, I assume? Yeah. Okay, dude. Those things are cool. Yeah, it's dope. It's a great machine. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know. Apple, most valuable company in the world the same year as, you know, are we seeing the shimmer of the iPhone fall away for the first time in the last 10 years? Here's the thing. I think Apple's kind of eaten itself a little bit. The The problem is, is that you know, I was Marcus Brownlee. Shout out to Marcus Brownlee. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know what his little thing is, but I I just like calling him Marcus Brownlee. Mm-hmm. Um, but MKBHD, that's what it is. I watched his uh, review on the iPhone XR, and I'm sold R. on it. No, it's called X. Okay, Ten. relax. Uh, anyways, the XR. Ten I R. am. I'm convinced that's what I'm going to probably get next. After you watching it? this, yeah, I'm thinking to myself, and I've looked at the tech specs, everything. It's like this thing does everything the other one does, except it has a different screen on it. Yeah, and for what and I use camera. a phone for, like hundred percent, that's the one everybody should be getting. Yeah, and yet everyone gets caught up in the glitz and glamour of the latest and greatest, and that it's got to be the best. And it's like you will not use. 95% or more of its capabilities Absolutely. by just texting stupid things to one another and making the odd phone call and checking your Instagram. Like you are just wasting cash, but you're stupid enough to buy into this idea that you need the most top end phone rather than this, like what they call discount, even though I wouldn't even call it a discount. No, model. it's priced like regular flagships from other retailers. Just yeah. Apple's just up there. Like their budget phone for the year, and this is probably part of the reason, is like, for example, the phone I got is the flagship for Google. Yeah. But it's $50 more retail than the 10R. Yeah. And that's the thing. <laughs> Until the 10R is priced the exact same, you know, basically as, and the 10S and the 10S Max are just outrageous. And it's I outrageous. think, I think the, the 10R is probably what I'll end up going with. Yeah, that's uh, the just, one I think most people should go with, you know? Yeah, I just was I was blown away by it. I was like, whoa, wow, like you make a lot of good points in your review. And I think it's a very fair assessment. And that's why I think, you know, people shouldn't be so hard on it. And I don't know why Apple's all of a sudden like sinking because of it. Wow, it's because, you know, it's the, the screen's the thing. And most people wouldn't yeah. notice this. But that's when you exactly look at this, it. that's the thing. No, most people wouldn't, but it is kind of like a kind of a dick move. In 2018, to release, I think it's less than HD. Now, obviously, no, no, no. It's less than 1080p. 
Yeah, that's well. I guess so. It's maybe 720 HD instead of 1080p. Yeah, HD. exactly. Either way, unlikely to notice. But at that price point, it is kind of like a a pretty big dick move in 2018 when HD has been the standard. Like better than HD is the standard now. For at sure. any rate, you're right. That is the phone you should get. Although I think they've had to cut production of that one because people aren't buying as many of them. Last right. year's 10 is selling well apparently, and last year's eight people don't like to change. They don't yeah. like their full screen. My, my dad just went up to the eight plus. Yeah, so okay. they like their, the, apparently they have to increase production of the 8 and the 8 Plus and start making the 10s again because last year's models are selling quite well as opposed to this year's, which is weird. I don't know, man. And it could just all be rumors and we'll, you know, they'll do it again every spring. They'll release their yep. numbers and everyone, the stock will jump back up and everyone's like, you know, no one ever hears from those analysts ever again, I guess. They're not ever again, <laughs> but it's just like no one ever calls them to account, I suppose. So It is true. It is true. But yeah, that's interesting. Good for Microsoft. I had no idea that they were. I didn't think they were anywhere near that sort of valuation, but you know they've Apple's seen a significant drop off, significant over the last two months. Is, I mean, they're basically wow. an iPhone seller that also does other things. So that's their big that's their big sales. Thing. Yeah, they're of a course, hardware company. The, the iPhone, the yeah. iPhone. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. They are mm -hmm. a hardware company. Think of them as a software company, but they are hardware for all almost oh, all their revenue yeah. because they they sell their own product and that's all they sell. Yeah. Um, whereas with a company like Microsoft, they outsource their product to so many different companies and then, that sell then use software. it. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. It's it's very true. But anyways, folks, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what else I can tell people. Oh, T, I won't be here for the next few weeks. I suppose oh, where people you going? should know that too. It's okay. You know, I guess I'm finding some guest, uh, some Flying guest them in. for me. <laughs> Yeah, flying the mini means calling up Caleb. The studio come, come swing yeah. by. Uh, Perhaps uh, Caleb Motts, friend of the show, will be on. Caleb was supposed to be here this week. I uh, may have suggested that was a possibility, but uh, we never confirmed that. Anyways, with his, with his agent. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fact is, you know what? It's exam time, and so I gotta just put all my effort into exams over these next two weeks. Got to finish well here. So, unfortunately, I won't be here during those two weeks, folks. Uh, I will catch up with you though in mid-December, and I'll tell you how there everything you go. went. Maddie's just getting educated, so he can give you more insightful ideas. Exactly. exactly. There you go. Anyways. All right. Well, I guess slice, uh, say goodbye to the fans. We'll catch them in the new year. Hey, wow. In the new year, what are we like breaking that. for Christmas? Well, I mean, should we spill the beans? Yeah. Are we breaking for Christmas? Christmas is Christmas is that week. I have no intention of editing a podcast. <laughs> no. Can we agree that on? Can we at least do one last one December? mid-december okay and then because i what i wanted well yeah anyways I'll, okay I'll, let's I'll just tell you it. later about what i want to talk about it's gonna be great is, this is the teaser tune in <laughs> and i also want to finish off mason's questions uh yeah good point okay anyways yeah guys, and if you guys have any more questions hit us up on social media send us an email all the contact infos in the episode description yeah give us a review to... tell us what you think we'd love to hear from you exactly also Here's a fun little, you know, people always give us little critiques here and there. Don't think they go unnoticed. Like my friend James, who told me not to use the word consumer electronics and just electronics. Yeah. You know, James, you can cram it because I'm always going to say consumer electronics for <laughs> the people. But we did hear it and we made a decision about it. it may not be the decision you like. <laughs> but it was, just kidding. It I would was never... acknowledged. I would never tell anyone else to cram it, just James, okay? Let me make that clear. Anyways, All right. good night, everyone. Talk to you guys later.